Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of the Brass and Unity podcast, sponsored by Heads Up Guys. Heads Up Guys is a resource providing men with information and practical tips on how to manage and prevent their depression. This is a dedicated online tool to devoting to helping men to get the help they need, find someone to talk to, and navigate difficult times. For more information, please head over to headsupguys.org. Also brought to you by Combat Flip Flops. Bad for running and even worse for fighting, combat flip-flops are your ticket to the unarmed forces by providing you with a military-inspired quality footwear for men and women. Please enter the code UNITY at checkout to help support the podcast. And in support of women in developing countries, head over to combatflipflops.com and become part of their unarmed forces today. Also brought to you by Jackson Row. Vancouver Design Jackson Row clothing caters to a relaxed bohemian lifestyle. Large doses of love go into every single piece, featuring comfortable favorites like sweaters, dresses, play suits, and even stuff for men and children. Made up of natural tones, flowy West Coast vibes, Jackson Row uses only the highest quality of materials to ensure you stay comfortable and looking great. Be sure to check out jacksonrow.ca and use your code UNITY to support the podcast. And brought to you by Beneath. Men, you can't perform at your best if you're constantly adjusting. I said it. Adjusting, shifting, sweating. If you want your Beneath area dry, clean, and ready for action, then you need Beneath underwear. Beneath were the first to create men's underwear with a three-dimensional pouch for supportive fit. This stuff is engineered for full days of comfort on the mountain, in the gym, or even at the office. Head over to Beneath.com, that's B-N-3-T-H.com, and use the code UNITY at checkout to help support the podcast and grab yourself, your man, the best underwear on the planet. I am here today with the president of Honor House, Al DiGenova. Not only is he a badass president of an incredible charity, he's the honorary colonel at the 15th Field Artillery Regiment and happens to be a fellow gunner. And if you've heard about me, I do the same, or did. Everyone, I do really, really appreciate this opportunity, and I think you all need to know how lucky we are to have uh, Al DiGenova in our presence to talk about a charity that is doing the work. Please, everyone, welcome Al DiGenova. Wow, nice to see you, Kelsey. And I have to say, before we move on, uh, you weren't a gunner once. You're always a gunner. I know. Once a gunner, always a gunner. You beak, I know. There's something about that where I, I, I wish I could... I just want to go play. I was telling Josh and Coleman, I just want to go blow some shit up, Al. Yeah. I well, have it. to come out with us. Could <laughs> I, I come you, out oh as a Oh, my civvy? God. We get down to Fort Lewis or down to Yakima. Mm. We're just, you know, pull out Lancer. And I tell you, we bought cars and I mean, I, old cars. right? How do course, I get so. to do this again? Yeah. How you do? just come down with an Executrex. Of course, with COVID, we've been on hold a wee bit. Yeah. But I'd be happy to get you on board and come down for some time You're next year. You're not kidding, right? No, I'm serious. Oh, my God. I mean, you can be, not to take away from our other members, like you can go on a sailing ship for three days or really see the action and come down with us. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. do sailing. I'm not yeah, a navy fan yeah, i like to, so. i like to know that i can do a little bit more than just yeah, swim yeah. i want to come blow some shit up so bad and oh my god i never thought i was going to get to do that again so it's i'm having a bit of a moment right now al it is unbelievable i tell you i that think you just I, made my life i just need that i just breathe it that, in that, breathe br- that out. smell oh, i love it did yes. they ever did, at the unit did they ever mess with you if you came well i don't actually think you would have ever come in hung over because you're a good soldier but did you ever come in hungover and then, then make you ever have to shoot that and then you're the one guy who has to clean the inside of the barrel? Well, yeah, no, being an honorary colonel, which is nice, they've always just make me look good even when I'm bad or oh I am hungover. God. And the next morning they just say I'm out doing a recce when I'm really Were in my room. <laughs> retching. <laughs> hurting so bad. I remember that because when in, I want to say it was in... That can't say, but it, we were shooting, and it wasn't the M777s, but it was the first time we had been really shooting. And I distinctly remember people being like, this guy's hungover, he's cleaning the barrel. I'm like, oh my God. I didn't think it was that bad until I was hung, that oh, yeah. hungover once. Um, and then I learned the hard way that it was quite painful. Yeah, it yeah. is. It but can I be. But I miss that smell. Holy hell. It is. There's something smell. about it. And I just, that's <laughs> yeah. why, you know, once you're in, artillery is a great way to go. So you know I'm what? kind of biased. You know what's crazy? And I don't know if you have done this, but I recently uh, had to get my hearing checked. Oh, yeah. Because we all know. What'd I'm, you say? Huh? Yeah, right? Yeah. What? <laughs> so we all know I'm incredibly loud. Fun fact. 
I am getting two hearing aids. Are you really? Oh, yes. yeah. Well, I'm avoiding it. Oh, my God. Because I've been avoiding it and avoiding it. Don't avoid it. And Just lean into it with me, buddy. Yeah, they say, Let's but get I, on I our you know, and sometimes I use it to my benefit. What? I, I missed that. What? You know, but I miss I tell everything. You, it is unbelievable. I, you know, just you know, falling into this, and you know, fortunate to you know move up the ranks, and yeah. what some people take thirty years for. Oh I have to God. say, I'm obligated uh, to look after our men and women yeah. uh, that serve uh, under our unit and all our men and women in uniform. But you know, when I look at and having a chance to get out to the you know to the various uh, units, I, getting back to ours and and yeah. seeing the guns there, and we're ready to roll yeah. for the next day. Yeah, uh, you just it's it's an excitement. I, gotta, I, I can't g- explain. I'm it. gonna hold you to that because the, oh yeah, I need to. But just lean into the hearing aids. We can get them together. We can get custom honor house printed ones. Oh my God, that'd be powerful. At least, yeah, when people. Why the hell not? I think if I can't hear you and, and you think I'm too loud. You either can accept that I'm wearing hearing aids, or you just you're just a dick for judging me in the first place. And I also think uh, I only really practice around M triple sevens and. When we were overseas, at least, I mean, there was a very, there were sure there were like times where we did, uh, we did fire missions, but we were, we knew in advance so we could wear sure. hearing protection. Yeah. But like the majority of the time there was none. And then outside the wire, there's just none because you have comms. And so you're deafening in one ear anyway from the comms and then yep. you're deafening on the other side from your, from, you know, your rounds going down range. And so it's, I've, I'm actually finding uh, it quite shocking how many younger veterans I'm seeing. Like, I, I know a ton in my age group that are like straight up going deaf. Yeah. It's and, shocking. Yeah. And, and you try, you know, the, you know, you know, in, in, our unit we try very hard to see that we have yeah. good protection we get in but sometimes in other areas you're, you're running to and from uh, uh, either where you're in your shack where you're set up and you're coming back you're hustling to get out or you're you're resting through the night and then you think you're fine then you're called you go and then you and then for me I'm forever losing my yeah. my you know and they're great sets are not cheap but I, they're somewhere in the field so and I'm tripping expensive. over all the mole holes or whatever it is that I'm out there and and then boom you just don't have chance and it seems yeah. like for myself and, and many of our young soldiers um it's just kind of what where when and they put up with it and then they get used to it and, and before you know it you start noticing after a year or two what I, what and then you're getting louder and they get louder you know, I know. it's so true and it's funny because it you can tell the people who have military family or people who have like first responder family because those people are so loud and i recently just i talked to an rcmp member and I was like, you don't fire your weapon. Like, wh- what is, because what she was like, you know, my hearing isn't great in the mm. one ear. And she goes, we have the comms in the one ear. So that's always on all the time, full blast, listening in just that ear. And so I never thought of that. But mm-hmm. she goes, yeah, I have sound damage just from that constant repetitive constant. from being in the force for so long. Yeah, yeah. But I, I didn't can see that. I didn't. I wouldn't have thought of that because I was like, you don't shoot. What are you talking about? Jeez. Yeah, but, you You're know, that all cool. that being said, uh, it there's, uh, you yeah. know, maybe I'm biased, but it, you know. Being on the, the gun, being on the gun line, and uh-huh. and I'd being go deaf there, for that. It, it's it's I, I can't explain. It. It's phenomenal. I was telling the guys about it because we were sitting, um, we were sitting here having a podcast with, uh, with we just call him James, and uh, we were talking about that. The love, I just you know, it's so you can make it so simplistic, but watching a good, mm-hmm. a, a good detachment, two guns going at the same time in synchronicity with each person knowing exactly what to do and how it goes and then you get that on target boom Mm. all at once it is it's magic and it's art it is yeah yeah people don't understand that and how we set our guns and we'll usually have four yeah because you you guys do it in a detachment right yeah so boom you know and it's just exciting how you do it you Mm -hmm, drop mm -hmm. the loom you go bang and it's just uh, you know and those wee hours of the morning are the best right cold there yeah tuck the hands yeah totally and just in your tack and uh, i'm just well your poppy's almost off my dude you got so excited yeah i did i got my poppy on jeez don't stab yourself please (laughs) al I'm used to the needle, so. See, this is what I'm saying. This is why these need to be a a bracelet and not a freaking. Totally. I have tried to talk to them about doing an activewear bracelet with us. Well, you know, after this year and we get through COVID a wee bit, I think there's a lot going to change. And, I sure you know, as hell uh, hope so. This is, um, you know, but I think they're God planned. You know, I, I buy about a box I know, because for the season. I go through them all. But today was, this is my third one. Think so. of it, think of it for a second. Just from like a, an economics and a environmental standpoint, how effective having a GD rubber bracelet would be that you could wear all year round and think of our veterans instead well, of 10 yeah. days a year. That's a very good point, Kelsey. Sorry, Because when child. I look at uh, Remembrance Day and remember really every day is that day. 
It, you know, it is. every day. And I get up in the morning yeah. as an honorary and or the president of Honor House uh, to see how we can look after our men and women in uniform, not to judge, but to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, every day is yeah. a day of remembrance, yeah. of being there, thanking. I just sent a note off to uh, Ted Hawthorne uh, with the BCRs mm-hmm. and um, just regarding the veteran affairs thing and you know it, uh, how what a privilege it is to be involved in every day to be grateful to be thankful part of to see our men and women yeah. how they give unconditionally yeah. uh 24 7 365 mm-hmm. and as you all know um a lot of our men and women in uniform are reservists yep. uh work by day plumber electrician doctor dentist whatever and by yeah. night and ready to deploy on a moment's notice yeah. uh some of the best men and women we have in the world i and do razz the hell out of them though fuck i can't help it out i'm sorry it's just part of being rag force it's like a you got to understand something it's like an indoctrination it's not we don't choose to feel that way they make, make us feel that sure, way <laughs> i get that and in and in, in our unit we got a number of reg force yeah but you know what um sometimes they like to you know you know cross oh, yeah. over you know oh, they do uh, we had a we replaced a we actually um the unit we replaced was a reservist unit <coughs> in afghanistan yep uh, i don't remember where they were out of though to be honest you know what i do remember they did though it was mm-hmm. such a dick move they left a noose hanging in really? the front of the tent yeah yeah it was super cute so that wasn't cool. So that was another reason I rip on reservists. Wow. Okay. But yeah, see, I have a reason for everything I feel, Al. You just don't know all of them. They may not be justifiable to everyone, but they are to me. But um, but no, they were actually, uh, they were good. The way they set up, uh, the way we had our camp, because in Fob Ramrod, which is really, really small, and mm-hmm. they they made it nice. Like they, they utilized the space well for the guns and also just for like the guys mm-hmm. so that it could feel less closed in because we had a very small part of that tiny base and the rest were Marines. So, right, yeah. um, and to be a different country, it kind of, you know, to have in, invade their space, it was yeah. nice to have a nice, so they did well, they did a very good job. We had a, I was telling on another episode, it was like a, he must've been a carpenter oh, yeah. as well. No, seriously. And um, you could tell because inside my tent with my, with my gun guys, um, we had ply, everyone just had plywood walls. Sure. This guy he had inlay. Oh yeah, no, I'm not kidding. He had. You think I'm joking? I had. I have. You had crown moldings around your. Uh... I had, no, I had. It was a castle. Oh yeah. No, was it? I'm, sh- Whoa, Alex, my. You're not. He had an overhang. Yes. He had a um, a place for like clothing to hang. He had a place for his boots, and then he made a table. And the only thing, the only regret I have is after I got hurt, I came back. They sent me back to the guns mm-hmm. to see how I would fare. That did not go well. And then what this guy made, he hand carved an artillery gun shooting into the the actual top of a table, like mm. a piece of wood plywood. Oh, yeah. And it was fucking beautiful. I wanted to take just the tabletop with me. Wow. And I and I didn't get a chance to go back because I was, they drugged me. Did you me at out. least get a picture of it? Did you do anything? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look and see because if I don't, I know some of the guys that might have one, have, but it was. That would be nice. I don't but remember just who it was. I'm wondering. Wow. I'm going to find out who, what unit that was now that I think about it because that guy was seriously talented. Wow. Everybody else though had like just the worst. <laughs> yeah, I get a man. Well, setup. Yeah, you get in some of these shacks are pretty pretty tired. Oh no, we just had a tent. Oh, just a tent. It was just a tent. Oh god, and he had all his kind of setup in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had a tent, and it was um, I think there was like four on each side. Okay, yeah. And it was my master bombardier at the very back. I was I think I was the second one in, and then that second one in. He went. He just went ham. So you really temp how you were set up then, eh? Yeah. Oh. Oh no. Yeah. We were very. Wow. We did not have. I was in that fob. We had, the walls were those um, mesh round with wire and just oh, filled yes. with rock. That was it. And then we had twenty four hours. Uh, we had to be on uh, op on the OP tower. Mm-hmm. For us, we had to only man one tower. Okay. The Marines handled the other three, three or four, and the gate. And the whole, I believe the whole fob around was like three kilometers. It wasn't, it wasn't big. And then we had a chow hall. And then for the longest time, I guess the Canadians weren't using, they made it, they made a makeshift shower. And then my sergeant got there and was like, go, let's step on that. And he was like, someone's going to get malaria. It was just the way it just, cause they, you dig a hole and then sure. you just, cause what the fuck else are you going to do? Yeah. And, um, and so when we got there, I was like, can we ask if we can use like the showers? Because that would be lovely instead of a sea container, just of water yeah. on my head. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Because we, we didn't have washing machines. We were oh, yeah. doing the, 
The and old scrub boards, yeah, eh? yeah, yeah. But the Americans had two washing machines. Of course. And I was like, the fuck is this? <laughs> of so course. I, I know. Did so they have Did they have the soft cycle? I think they did. Yeah. And <laughs> okay. I'm not kidding. They had it. And it That's was, why we're tough. I know. And it they was They got enclosed. great equipment. The we best. got great soldiers. They have. Not to take oh. away, hey, but I like to be by their side. Let me, you know, hey, when we're down down in Yakima, yeah. I take, you know, really uh, kidding aside. Oh, they're good. Uh, you know, they, well, are, they are great to be. Yeah. I, all the, the guys that we have down there, mm-hmm. that when we had a chance, I tell you, they're just wonderful. Uh, they've been I wonderful. never worked with American gunners. Yeah. I worked with Marines. Uh, just infantry, like as a U.S., I've only worked with infantry, and then as British, I've only worked with infantry. At, yeah, and in, I've never done like artil other guns. They look different. Are they, they different than our guns? Yeah, they are. I mean, but when you get the M triple sevens, as mm-hmm. far as quality goes, it. I mean, when well, you, you want to go wait, yeah, you, it, yeah, and if you want to go back, even you're good. You you know, all our guys still to this day still train on the one hundred five. That's what I train so, on. Yeah, and the howitzer, and I mean, they're a workhorse. Uh, they, they you are. know they still spit out, and you know when it comes down, in fairness to say. If you have a triple seven and it locks up or you got oh. problem, it's all full electronics. Ours are, you know, like the old Model T. You just yeah. give it a crank, you adjust, you can get your parts I working. I know how that And happens. they're reliable, reliable. You so. know what else I hated about the, well, the M777 is beautiful. What is not beautiful, you, you nailed that, is, so for people who don't know, the M777s and the 105 that Al is talking about, the 105 has these, yeah. The metal giant legs that you have to Dig slam in. close yeah. and hook up, and this this is a really old school machine. And then the M triple seven is this beautifully built transformer yeah, that you, you got take it. a computer. That's it, you, and you pop it up and you punch in a bunch of you coordinates punch in the and you start moving yeah. those gears, That's baby, it. and yeah. she'll start going. And it's it's it has hydraulics, but here's the problem: if you send rounds down range. And for whatever reason, something jams up and you use that hydraulic. Now you're pumping it. Yeah, totally. And that, to- and that is, a, I mean, well. <laughs> I would literally, I'm sorry, Al, you are not a big dude. And I know big dudes who struggle doing that. I would, I would literally shoulder check it in at some point. Yeah. Because to- it's get so, it, yeah. it gets so crazily like stiff and strong. And you, if you don't get that hydraulic going again, it's just going to be a repeat cycle it, of this. It is. It, it, you're yeah. hooped. And yeah. uh, so, you know, the old reliable. They work. You know, five in a sense. Beautiful. You know, you can get an extra charge and mm-hmm. push it a little further. I, you know what? And they're lighter. You know, and, you know, it doesn't mean just because of it, it's it's. It's small. M- she's working. mighty. It, it's, yeah. I've, you know what? They've done well over all the decades that it's yes. been around. And I was just chatting with uh, a fellow the other week about the designer. And I think the last name was Bull. Ken Bull. Jesus, escapes me. How do you know that? And uh, who was the designer? Okay. And got in and moved along. And he died in the 80s. Oh, uh, wow. One of the first first fellows who helped to do the design for our Canadian uh, weaponry and in, in our, in our artillery. Phenomenal fellow on the history. Wow. And I, unfortunately, he died because they tell me he was assassinated in, in Africa. Say again? For, he was assassinated. For what reasoning? Well, I'm not quite sure. Maybe, uh, maybe... Technology, maybe taking. Uh, right, let's just let's just deep. let's just you know save that for after I you know. Oh, I'm excited. Have my Bud Light. I, I like that. <laughs> have my Bud Light. I have Bud Light. I, oh my God, Al! I had a Bud Light last night for the first time in like a decade. So, so I am. That's why I brought it up. Or oh, I would have forgot for a moment. My, I, mind you, I had to add a little something to help it along. Oh yeah, you do because that was water. It's yeah, just water. Totally. I literally went to no. Oh my, my God, color Al. got much darker after I I added a little bit into the you know to and it just it gave a it a kick and you felt really warm. It was it pretty was, cool. It was great. Yeah. I know. I went to get a bottle of wine, and uh, my husband was like, last night, he was me. Brady's, my, all of a sudden, Brady's cooking like a madman, and mm. it's like good, really good stuff, and it's making me fat. And so um, he's like, I'm going to have a Moscow meal with dinner. He made this amazing pulled pork, uh, pulled chicken. I don't eat pork. I don't even know why I said that. Pulled chicken, uh, like to- street tacos. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm going to have that. I'm oh, like, yes, I know now. now I was I like, know. oh, yes, I kind of yes, want yes. a glass of wine. So I go in the fridge and I'm like, I have one fancy bottle. And I, I, can't, I can't do that by myself. So and I look and I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's a Bud Light. We're going to have a Bud Light. I drank it. I'm like, I feel like I'm drinking water. It's so light. It is so it's light. So it light. truly is. Yeah. I have it in the house because my dad's diabetic. 
And when he comes out to visit, he hates it. But he knows if he, he's going to have beer for sugar-wise, he's got to have something he can yeah, actually sure. like have. It's tolerable, so, yeah. So it's just in the house. Wow, it's yeah. So I, I get your Bud Light to, to mine the other day. And I tell Jesus. you, after you just added a little bit, I, it was pretty smooth, yeah, Bud. I it tell does. you. <laughs> it, gets a, it gets a little bit You're... nicer. How How is it that you really got into this whole veteran you know uh well the veteran side of it goes way back i mean my mm-hmm. involvement which i was very fortunate to be involved with victory square and helping rebuild okay. the friends of victory square and raise that money for our senate to have to to remember that our children children can always remember the history and carry it on and i didn't know it, that I mean, and it was really important how our school children get heavily involved because there's thousands that show up down you know on mm-hmm. uh, hastings and and it's the important. Academy connection there. And so we brought a group together called the Friends of Victory Square. And uh, we had to raise $1.2 million oh, to wow. refurbish. So we are we had our World War II helmets there. And they're called Soldiers at Attention and yep. Soldiers at Ease. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the park obviously was... Um, taken over in a sense by a lot of marginalized mm-hmm. people and, and they needed a place to stay uh, and, I, and I, we get that but it was also you know it's amazing when they realized uh, the background of what it meant and then we did what was called CPEP safety by environmental design because a lot of uh, women in that were walking through that park on their way to and from uh, downtown for oh, work okay. and it wasn't safe yeah and then you know some of our marginalized that were living there, that was the only place that they could feel somewhat safe and it started to change. So you know what? We helped them, got them established in a lot of uh, housing uh, back in the day and uh, it worked out well. They were our strongest advocates to, to work with and the and it's amazing how they came along. I remember that really clearly and uh, getting our way through and knocking on the doors to raise the funds. We had a fellow by the name of Johnson Losey who helped to do the design and the okay. history that goes behind that. Wow. And so now uh, the park, uh, the little park that could is a great way to carry <laughs> its memory. The little park that could, could. that's cool. Yeah. And it's I carrying like that. that memory along. Yeah. Kelsey, I have to say, uh, to this day, you know, how well it's been respected and That's from good. everybody from the downtown east side who takes ownership and, and maintains uh, on a sunny day, they sit there reflecting. It's, point it's of powerful. Pride. It's it a really point of is. Pride for them. And that's how I sort of, because that was back in my elected years. And then I just got involved because the park commissioner was my job uh, to help, you know, parks, recreation mm-hmm, and all of mm-hmm. that and, and youth at risk and all the people in the downtown east side. That's what I wanted to do was not just keys and doors and shove them aside, yeah, yeah. but to really work with them help instead them. of just putting more and more away you need to yeah. actually do the work to understand why these are these exactly. things exactly yeah. yeah you yeah. know just giving a, a key and a door and say you're fine they need all other three pillars to help them along on the four legs well of you table. see that and you can kind of see that in the states too you can see the way that they handle things is is drastically different than what you're talking about and you see the ramifications of that and what happens when you just do the work you want to do, but if you don't do it properly, the damage it can actually cause, it just, it, it can spiral out of control if you're not doing it properly. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it was kind of Victory Square that I got to meet the BCRs because they are okay. the neighbor to that park yep. and uh, and sort of all what they do for Remembrance Day every year uh, for the last, goodness, hundred years. It was, you know, they go time. back. And uh, so I got to learn a little bit uh, because I wasn't a Cub Scout. I wasn't a cadet. I was zero. Like I, I mean, I, I, I wasn't mean. even on my honor to do my best. Dib, that, dib, dib. So I don't, that's what I mean. Like that's a step and a half to go from, I mean, I guess if you've gone from uh, public life before being elected official and, and, and being out there, I guess, you know, taking on that role as a, in a leadership way, just kind of would be natural. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't though from that side because I was just there to help to raise the fund, bring awareness, but not coming from military family or understanding or being in cadets or cubs or whatever. Um, it was just when somebody needs help, you know, yeah. you know, 1-800-CALL-AL. And yeah, so like there find I was. a way. Yeah, so yeah. So I know you uh, do that. <laughs> God, it's just... So we got through the Victory Square and then uh, learned more about the BCRs. And then it was a while sh- after that, then uh, it was uh, the Peace Warrior and Captain Trevor Green. Yeah. And then that connection sort of came, yeah. moving fast forward to Honor House and building from there and learning that our men and women needed a place to stay because, you know, just learning about the police side. I was very active in the downtown east side with Chinatown yeah. and all our police officers in that area of the district and how tough it was and learning about the stresses that they had and, and that neighborhood for all the things they go through. They just, you find that they didn't have the help they needed, the support, it was suck it up locally, mm-hmm. never mind even overseas and or some served overseas 
Japanese, and when they came back, uh, they were into you know police or or um, into corrections or sheriff department. And a lot know, of them kind of flowed through those other areas when they came back. And did yet, you, and do you know what I noticed about that is when they came back and they and these people were. Um, coming back and doing jobs like policing. I mean, we, we've got now you're looking at people that are traumatized and then going into a job and then you're wondering why we're seeing some issues down the road. We're not we're not helping our people early on enough into yeah. the situation. Absolutely after. right. And so you're getting this, unfortunately, the way that they used to hire police was if you had military background totally. or you had this, you're just right on the board. Now you need two years of college, you need X, Y, and Z. And I'll tell you right now, when I applied for VPD, they just looked at my email and were like, there's too many, straight up, not kidding, too many grammatic errors in this for us to submit your application. <laughs> And I was oh, like, I know the feeling. God, come on. Yeah. I'm not good at books, but I'm good at guns. Why can't I just? But then that's right there, that process. I don't think it's necessarily. I think the, I think the police force should take it into account more, but don't discount what else it yeah. should be needed. They did in the day. In the I day mean, they did. And yeah. that's, but that's a bit of a, what you're seeing later on where, you know, it's compiling that mental health, that trauma, that trauma, that trauma. And the more and more you get that, it's, it's just going to get worse. And then often yeah. at that time, if I'm not mistaken, that kind of era was just have a beer. Yeah, it was that. Yeah. And, and it, often it was, it was yeah. especially out of the VPD when they were at 312 Main yeah. uh, to kind of help ease the pain. They were at number five, the yeah. the. the Balmoral, the cobalt, or the brandies, yeah. and and washing it away the the miseries. But I've noticed more and more of the younger uh, veteran. Um, you know, they Much come more back. They are, um, and mainly it's amazing how you learn how some of them, uh, because of some of the things, if they were on deployment and come back, some have you know three tours, two tours, whatever. Sometimes it only takes the first and one. Yes, it that, did. I'm a one yeah, and done too, Al. <laughs> That's me, one and done. <laughs> Hit it and quit it. No, no, it's all good. It's, but how you, you know, you're carrying <sighs> the torch and passing it on and and uh, helping others, you know. It's so, so frustrating, though. I feel like such a loser when I say one. And you know what? Yeah. No, let me tell you why. Ow. Okay. It's because all of my friends are way cooler than me. And they've done multiple tours. And they're like, some of them are special forces guys. I just feel like such a dick when I talk about my stuff. Because I'm like, you literally can break me with one hand three different ways before I'll notice. Like these people are so damn cool. And I'm like, I did one tour and I got hurt and went home. No, hey, but <laughs> you know, uh, the ones that maybe did one or two or three, I mean, yeah. I, in my role as an honorary, um, you know, I'm a wannabe, but what I uh -huh. have learned is I meet a lot of soldiers, young and old. I see a lot of first responders who have served over from uh, from medics to sheriffs to yeah. corrections when they come back or what they were in, left, uh, deployed, came back. And earlier when you are saying, Kelsey, um, I have to say that uh, I see it in the paramedic side and the RCMP especially mm -hmm. that when they do come back if they deployed they were here and you know they get time off they go uh, under CFLC yep. uh, they, they get their Canadian Forces Liaison Council they get you know through their job mm -hmm. time off they go and serve they come back everything's okay great how was it it was cool and they're back and then what I've noticed now especially mm -hmm. with Honor Ranch mm -hmm. now they're open so Honor House is a home away from home to yep. help uh, Canadian you know your you know members of the Canadian Forces and or their families uh, on or and while they're getting treatment in the greater Vancouver area mm -hmm. Honor Ranch is going to give that treatment and work with uh, the you know Orion uh, work safe there's a number of agencies out there mm -hmm. that you know way above uh, our pay grade and my pay grade and knowing not how to always help but one size does not fit all no that's and right Honor Ranch is sometimes just a pier one-on-one hanging out overlooking 120 acres into the valley mm -hmm. fly fish you know uh, kayak, canoe, uh, ski in the winter. We're all year round now. Mm -hmm. uh, facility, uh, you're there at no cost. The cabins for, are gorgeous. They, they are beautiful. Yep. And yet, you know, as far away as you are, you're 10 minutes to town. It's the best. And, you know, uh, 120 minutes from Vancouver. I but that being said, the main point that I have to get across to your listeners uh, is that what I've really noticed this last year uh, and being up there so frequently is because we wanted to see that we could operate all year round because it gets down to minus 20 so we had to drop oh. all our plumbing and everything uh, so it didn't freeze up and yeah. I didn't want to shut down because winters, falls, Christmases. Uh, Those are the hard times. Yeah and that doesn't stop with people with post-traumatic stress. So, no that doesn't go um, away. But I've noticed the ones when I'm uh, 
on the highway and and you know and when you're on the 99 or you're coming through merit through the coquihalla and it's amazing how many of those i've met those first responders that were uh or still are mm-hmm. reservists and yeah. the ones that have served overseas wherever yeah. and have come back and have never had a chance to deal with it. And the triggers that they get from it is unbelievable. You're on a highway, a minivan clashes or crashes with a tractor trailer. And Mm -hmm. uh, when the roof comes off, it's like opening up a can Mm -hmm. and you're just diced and miced and they're picking up the pieces and putting them in different bags, figuring out which parts went with where. And it's like Afghanistan level stuff again with like that. And those are their triggers or it could be just uh, rage. whatever triggers them Mm -hmm. and uh it's so you know some things you won't know for a few years and then bang so i'm not here to judge we're here just to help yeah and uh, you do that and i've noticed more and more uh when i go up i'll have a uh i I won't mention the names but i have a very senior rcmp officer who served overseas came back runs a number of detachments and we were doing an unveiling downtown yeah and i thought you know there he is on the side big guy while he was six six and anything over five one is tall for me so i'm uh, no different (laughs) so that being said though i have to say that um you kind of see him on the side i think okay he has a lot of his officers there and everyone was doing the unveiling of this beautiful mosaic piece of of the police fire ambulance um and then uh the rcmp were there as part of it and just when it was all over i got a chance to say some words in the ranch and and then i was getting into my car and i see this guy come over the big guy that didn't look so happy in life Mm -hmm. and and he said listen this ranch is opening when and huh. I said, well, my goal is to get open as quick as I can. Yeah. But this was back now? in October the 2nd. Yeah, that was and a while. And he says, uh, great, because I can't wait any longer. I need this to open. And he was uh, almost in tears. And yet he was the senior guy looking after all of these detachments. It's always those guys. It's so, the guys. It's, well, that's why I always worry yeah. about you. And I, know, and, and I know your daughter always worries about you. And, that, and that's the exact reason why. It's because it's always you guys at the top that are... You're doing everything. You're 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 working your way down to make sure everybody's getting help, except for yourself. And you never yeah. look after yourself. And I know that because I know you. Yeah. So I know you yeah. don't look no, after yourself. No, it gets tough. But then you know the ranch came about uh, through the Westies and uh, yeah. Joelina and uh, there. Uh, you know the, he major went in three tours, um, discharged uh, honorably because of his uh, mental health and his just overall health mm-hmm. and. Um, his wife, who's an RCMP officer, mm-hmm. uh, also served overseas. Okay. Um, carried her maiden name, and she's an RCMP officer to this day. And about two years ago, uh, uh, this last July, uh, Joe was down at uh, at the Sea Force, and he was gathering up some coffees. He was going to go across the street to get it, and mm-hmm. he shot himself uh, uh, behind the lab and killed himself. And yeah. everyone just, you know, was devastated. They knew that he was struggling. He was pent he, up. He just, yeah, and uh, yeah. it was sad. And when I saw that, it, Joe was a very big supporter of Honor House in the earlier days and was always there to help in some way because that was his way for helping himself. That was how he coped. And, you know, we got very close to... Um, opening the ranch what i call the first ranch of where we thought we would be in hindsight kelsey now uh in ashcroft on her ranch the one we're in was in hindsight the best thing that could ever help and our men and women will know that because of all the triggers that the first ones perhaps would have had oh my gosh but yes i have to say that um uh Joelina, I if I was open, we would have saved Joe if we had the first one up and Al, running. I could not you, save uh, Al, Joe on this one, Al. and so that's why Honor Ranch in Ashcroft is because of Joe Alina, the Sea Force, and all the men and women behind that uh, that deserve to get the treatment that they so deserve. And if they fall through the cracks, or if there's any listeners out there that hear this that need that help, and sometimes it's awkward to go to your and you're a reservist and you're on parade night and you can't talk to your RSM or your CEO or your BSM or whatever, uh, they can certainly reach out to us. And we don't uh, question in any way. Uh, no, we, you don't. We, I know we that we are here just unconditionally to know that how can we help and start working through that if and we had um also in the fire side who also was a reservist at the very high ranks and it's hard because they look at that individual at the higher rank mm-hmm. uh for help and when you're at that rank they don't have someone no to go they don't to. have anybody to turn to and i think that's where people forget when you're in um I've spoken to some RCMP members recently who also have deployed, and that was a very similar type of thing. They were working 
to figure out like when somebody comes to them how do I cope with this when when a soldier's saying you know I'm really struggling here they're never taught how to deal with that mm-hmm. so automatically there's this kind of I don't want to say there's this unspoken rule but nobody says anything yeah. if you talk your week if you if you if you if you say you need help well obviously you can't do this job so there's this perception that's given and it's it's really unfortunate but it doesn't need to be like that yeah for at sure all. yeah yeah I, listen, I want you to know that really bothers me that you think that you think I, you can't, you can't blame yourself. You know, I, I understand. And people say that and you know, you can't save them all. Uh, you you know, you can do one uh, at a time. It was just unfortunate for Joe. And I mean, this is something we need to move on to something else because it's a really tough point for me right now. I got you, honey. I got you. uh, So listen, Al. I want to talk about how incredible the actual Honor House is because I got the privilege and, and uh, opportunity to go on to the board of Honor House. Um, and it was one of my proudest moments as a veteran getting to be on that board. Uh, I was the only veteran along Al that got to the opportunity to, to sit on that board and, and watch what you guys have created and this is something I've never, I never thought I could see. It is a charity, it is a home, it's a community, and it's a welcoming that I'm, like, like nothing else out there. Um, when I travel, a lot of people ask me about, uh, you know, who, what, what is your brand support? Like, what do you guys donate to? And for Canada, the almost like right off the bat, one of the biggest one I say, Honor House all the time. And they go, what's Honor House? And sometimes I won't lie to you. If I'm exhausted, I go, it is the Ronald McDonald for first responders and veterans when they need help. And I feel like that is like the most stupid, simplistic way of putting it. So true, yeah. Because what you guys actually do is so much more than that. I've seen it firsthand. I have witnessed the true generosity of your heart and your family's heart. And for people who don't know, Al has a daughter named Melissa DiGenova, who's also married to a veteran and now police officer. And she is on this board. And somehow in her time, she finds time to be on the council and run this charity and have a child and be successful at all of them. Like on a, like no problem, makes it look effortless. And then it's because of you. And that's what I realized is I always wondered how the hell does she do it all? She comes in, brings babe in. She's yeah. ripping around. We're having conversations. Babe's drawing on the yeah, wall. She can be pretty bitchy sometimes. Yeah, so but, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. Oh. We, yeah, but we can all be but, bitchy. That's part of life. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. She all has, we all have our uh, moments. But, but she's but, unconditional. She cares. But now and I get no I, hidden agenda. Now I, but I always used to wonder where it came from. And then when I got the opportunity to have, see the inner workings of Honor House, I realized this all really just stems down from you. It's just this uh, trickle down effect and and the reason i will correct you when you say that you are a poser or whatever military or whatever you want to call that that's so beyond wrong because i can tell you right now the amount of leadership skill um the amount of uh just true amount of caring for your soldiers I didn't see that in real military. Hmm. So it, that's that's few and far. You don't come across that all the time. So what it really means to be a soldier to me is to be a leader and to be someone who is is helping pave the way for the next. And when those are are hurt his he is there for their his soldiers and that's exactly what you do. And so that's why I'm like it's such a simplistic way. But my God. It, now I get where she, where she gets it from. Yeah, well, I mean, we just unconditionally care and there's no questions asked. But uh, across this country, and I had a chance to get to many units, and now with Honor House, with the ranch finally up and running, mm-hmm. uh, and it's spectacular, I'm now, my goal is to get going, as I promised uh, General Hillier and Natinchuk, uh, that uh, now with General Ayer and uh, Stanton, that uh, my goal is to get started in the very early new year. Unfortunately, COVID tells us, but there will be an honor house in Ottawa, in Toronto, and Halifax. In Halifax, so we're coast to coast to coast. And that way, our men and women don't have to travel all the way across the country this to have their home I'm away from home. I'm talking about. I have been. And that will happen. It I have will been happen. screaming that from the goddamn rooftops. I am not even joking. The amount of times I have said to Melissa, I have an idea. We need to do it. It needs to happen. And I know. I know where we can get the places. 
Yeah, and you know it's ready to go, the excitement. And it's just about passing the binder that our general manager, Craig, uh, has pre prepared. Uh, it's getting there, motivating, yeah. uh, meeting with the various associations. Being the, In here we had the Vancouver Regional Construction Association mm -hmm. who went full on in kind and, and so forth. We have the HACONs that do all our mechanical at no cost. So when you get back east or anywhere, there's all these associations that mm -hmm. all you have to do is ask or tell them They'll their, their country needs them. And, and they, they point will. And they step up. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It's a beautiful thing when you actually see society do something good for once rather than just hate on themselves every five seconds because it's just it's so overwhelming mm -hmm. right now and I think the, especially right now my god but I think the most important thing um, to, to you know acknowledge is is the way that you run Honor House it shows in the way that your volunteers show up and I want to talk about your volunteers mm -hmm. um, because they are the reason and I and I think you'll agree with me besides Craig because Craig is an animal he is an animal and he is on like a mission to never totally ever let is, anybody yeah. he will answer the phone in the middle of the night and I know this because I've actually had to call him for someone ironically mm -hmm. um, when I got that opportunity to go up to the Honor House Ranch I ran into the RCMP at a Tim Hortons oh yeah and I gave him my card as I do often and take off a bracelet and give it to him. And I said, are you guys here for the, the opening? And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, okay. I said, here's my number. If you ever need anything, call us. Hmm. I get a call. Yeah. I'm landing in Texas. Literally the airplane, like I just enough that I could, my phone turned on and I get this call and it's from one of these officers. Wow. So-and-so did so, did such and such. I need to see if there's anybody on our house I can get a hold of. Wow. Yeah. So I start calling and the first person I call is Craig and he, yeah. in a second, say, Craig, I need so-and-so's number. No problem. Got it. Call them. Like it, the network that's created. It's, it's been powerful now. It's been so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody answers their phone. Yeah. They're all uh, just waiting to be able to help all between 75 and 81 yeah. volunteers. Yeah. That's how we're completely run. It's One page staff person, mm -hmm. underpaid and a bit of a bookkeeper. And I tell you that yeah. machine for 10 years now. Every dollar, 99.8 cents goes to the house to keep it running in perpetuity. And I, I can attest to that. And I will say, I've seen the books. He's not lying to you. Yeah. He's telling the truth. He's, he's not, I'm, it's, it's crazy because a lot of charities, you'll get a percentage. Obviously, it varies depending on your overhead and everybody sure. can have. But I, I, I've never seen money so well spent. Um, Craig is underpaid. I've always said yeah. that. Yeah. Craig's always yeah. deserved a raise. Um, that will come in good time, I know, and I yeah. know he knows that, but I also know he's not in it for the money. He's not. As no. much as he needs it, he's one of those, like everyone else, we're here to help. It's always the ones that, you know, wish they had a little more, but are always giving what they always. have. Always. The shirt uh, off their back, they care. Give. They care so much about our men and women mm -hmm. that give unconditionally, mm -hmm. and hence why we have to make sure. Now this home will always be here in perpetuity. It will. I can't rely on government funding. No. Nope. Not that it hasn't been offered. But I, I don't want to ever go back to a soldier and say, yeah. I'm sorry, our, our budget's been cut. Yeah. So we're only operating at half and we're full. I don't want it ever turn away. See, ever. That's when you start to see people ever. slip through the craps and, uh, cracks. And now we're seeing, and then you see that problem yeah. perpetuated and it just continues. Yeah. And that's the only way it will stop is if you, you know, you're doing what you're doing. So these volunteers, mm -hmm. if you wanted to do that, what do you do? Go to honorhouse.ca. Mm -hmm. It'll show very easily how they just can be in touch. Step and click on to be a volunteer or call at the house. Craig, you'll yep. always reach them and say, I'd mm -hmm. like to be involved. And we have them from many that are first responders or want to be a first responder. Yeah, and it's do. part of their volunteer to help them get through the system. It's a mm -hmm. bit of, you know, all of that. It's encompassing and, in the groups. Yeah, and yep. you get to meet others and learn, is this really what I want to do or I can't wait to do it and all mm -hmm. of that. And or uh, a lot of people that are master gardeners, we sit on a fair land. We're 132 feet by 132 feet. So a lot of beautiful mm -hmm. gardens, mm -hmm. even though we're right in uh, New Westminster in Queens Park, gorgeous You have a massive area. piece of land there. It's a lot of dirt. And to keep yeah. that up at, uh, at no cost to the, the operating society, uh, it takes a lot of volunteers to cut, weed, yes. clean, and it's a machine and they do it and highly organized and yes. the pride shows and the gutter cleaning to the window cleaning to that It's painting, all volunteer. All volunteer, 100%. Even when the heat goes or something They come goes, in and repair it at no cost, yep. 
and I remember seeing it on the budget. I'm like, this is how you guys are being so successful and are going to be able to grow this charity and actually make all of these across the country is because you're legitimately using every dime and you have totally and you have all of these people that are just want to give because that, like I said, it stems from the top. They mm-hmm. can they can feel the genuine want from you to help, and that's all makes all the difference when you. Okay, there's a lady mm-hmm. that is your. I, I call her the head of your volunteers. She isn't she a vet? Who she am is, I talking uh, about? But she retired now, Diane. Oh, did she? Yeah, she just retired. Oh, uh, she got a beautiful commendation, uh, uh, and she deserves it. She gave for years. Oh my gosh! And uh, Rob's another one who was with a uh, with the sheriff's department. Okay. He's there day in and day out for years. But Diane, who came out of the Navy, uh, yeah. she always teases me: Navy versus Army. I know she's so she, lippy. She, I love her. She's and she spicy. Is, yeah, she is very feisty, and oh, I, I love for it. sure. And and motivated for me even myself she because is. you get low days and high days and she is there to prop you up and so it was sad with the day but you know what she put a lot of work years in and served for over 30 plus years mm-hmm. in the military and then gave us 10 years of full-on day in and day out that's why and so I, she deserved that real retirement that's now. beautiful because i i the reason i bring her up is because i remember meeting her at the volunteer christmas dinner and my God, she stood out to me in like yeah. such a, she was so prolific in, in that group of people, not because uh, she was older, but because of the way she carried herself and she was, she commanded their attention without ever, even have to trying. Yeah. They just looked at her and they're like, oh my God, yes, whatever, I'll do it. Yeah, she, oh yeah, or oh God help otherwise. Oh, she will, she will yeah. bend you over and beat you yep. with a spoon and yep. I, she has no shame in that and I think that's, I, that's why I love her, so I wanted to. <laughs> so true, yeah, Diane, we miss her. Uh, yeah. She deserves a break. Rob mm-hmm. is a, uh, was the two I see? He yeah, slipped right in now, and he's there, in. and uh, it's it's running magically. Uh, I have to say, and the people so leave uh, for as uh, you know because a lot of our stories when people come don't you know aren't happy endings. No, too. they're not positive. Um, I know that. But uh, the families, you know, where it's like your home away from home, they you know they stay in their rooms, no TV, no kitchens. They got to mm-hmm. come down, cook their own meals. Uh, they're in the entertainment room downstairs. They all get a chance to meet. Mm-hmm. COVID has changed that a wee bit, but we're running at, you know, a uh, different capacity, but Wh- we still not turning. Right now? We're running around 50 to 55%. That's still it's fairly just, substantial. For, it is, but the house is great. big enough. Uh, oh, it is. That it's we huge. Can. And then we have our outside uh, laneway house. Yeah. Sometimes people just need separation yeah. for a lot of health things. Yeah. But in this case too, it, it's worked well that we can add one more a family or a person to come mm-hmm. and stay. So, but I will always find that place that that individual know, needs. Uh, that 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 laneway house was really great. I remember when um, you guys started doing that and um, fixing that up for people. And, and what I found really great was you had found a way to use a space that was just going to be a garage essentially and you and you thought about a different type of soldier you didn't just think about somebody that was there to deal with say a physical health thing you you, you thought of a mental health thing and that was ptsd and yeah. being around at others and hearing noises at night and you were able to create and and turn that into a separate sanctuary all on its own just by caring that much most people would have said this is great storage fantastic yeah or you know sometimes in the room and they need that separation where everything to you know, uh, from the colors of the home internally to the the kinds of pictures we nothing that we try to to try to deal with that doesn't trigger our, yeah, our, our people staying with us. And we found that the laneway house, our coach house, has really helped in a lot of ways when they yes. get that separation. Yet, yeah, mm-hmm. they're there. They know if they need help, they're we're there. there. So it's worked really, really well. And that's mm-hmm. thanks to Teresa, who's on our board and through yeah. her company and bartering, boring, and kicking in. Oh, yeah, in. she's great at that. Again, yeah. Before the before the ranch, I remember being at a meeting. And I'm like, <clears throat> okay, who's going to get this? I got it. Yes. She she gets like the best Done. discounts. Boy, does she ever. Oh, my yep. God. I don't know how she does it, but it's, it's unbelievable. It's I tell you, when you go to Honor Ranch, you're staying on first-class linens, Like I'll legitimately, tell you. because yeah. when I was there and I was like, these couches are really nice. Yeah. How do they pay for these? <laughs> but I, I know you never have to pay for it because you there's so many people who reach out and mm-hmm. they're there, and we're very appreciative of it's, that. And it's not always about money, right? It's no. not. It's not always about a dollar donation. Sometimes, and I know you mean this when you say it's just spreading the message, letting people know that we're here. It yeah. it can be that it can be sharing a post on social media, it can totally. be having a conversation <clears throat> with a police department about it. It as you get into different points in your life, just integrating it. Yeah, and, and it's about. Helping lives and saving mm-hmm. lives. You know, the biggest message to the listeners is if they know about Honor House, is amazing. As much as you try to tell it, there's still a lot of people that don't know. That's and right. And those are the ones that often are going to need help. 
and it's just reaching out and unconditionally we're there to look after them it's simple as that it, yeah it doesn't need to be any more difficult than that and when charities make it harder than that then that that's when you see you start to see the cracks in the foundation show mm. and and then you start to question for sure yeah. where your money's going yeah. um i you know i always wondered would you ever I mean, if money were no option, would you ever take Honor House to the States and show that platform? Well, we have a number of, uh, not large, but it's awareness. They have Fisher Houses down there and they're on their base. Ours are not on the base or tied in. And for a lot of other reasons that we're not regulated or controlled to, uh, I prefer that because a lot of them that have come through, it's like they already are not happy about the process or what it might be in their minds. Yes. So we separate that and they can open up, but, um, yeah, when I go to the States, we have people that pass through for reasons or we hear mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, we don't uh, segregate or judge anybody and everything. We've had them from all around, everywhere from the Ukraine. Yeah, you truly to, have. Uh, to uh, different parts of Europe. Uh, mm-hmm. England's a bigger one and different parts of the States. Mm-hmm. If somebody needs treatment in the greater Vancouver area yeah. and now if they need help with post-traumatic stress, yeah. Honor House, Honor Ranch is there to look after them unconditionally simple as that you're kind of like uh the the dad that everybody wished they had in the military or the colonel everybody wished they had that they could actually have a conversation with instead of drinking their face off and then just sitting in a room by themselves like i don't think you and i i say that and i know you get super uncomfortable so i'll stop here in a second but i know you say that that you get it but you don't because I can tell you of being that gunner, being in that position and seeing the staff and situation. You got to remember have. though, Kelsey, I'm a, I'm a wannabe. You're I ne- not a wannabe I never, though. I never, I never been out and, and uh, didn't, uh, you know, earn my way. I didn't do uh, my Listen, training. Uh, you wear the uniform? Uh, deep, you, yeah, I wear it. Did you it, form I, the goddamn yeah, beret? Yeah. yeah uh, okay, yeah, you formed I did the that. beret? Yeah, I was in the shower full on. You did it with had the hot my, water? Yeah, I had my wife uh, shape See? it in the shower with you me. She got it. that. It's perfect. You got it. So got it sitting nice. It worked. You, you got the cap yeah, got it all done, yeah. So, and I have to say, uh, the uniform pretty closely fitted. It was a little bag, a little long, but I tucked and pulled. You and got got a, <laughs> oh, yeah, for us short people. Did you, did you roll your pants? Have you ever rolled them? Yeah, the lower part was tough for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, I had to roll. Everything was so flipping big yeah before i deployed um we went to get our tan kit oh, yeah. i remember that because they're like okay you're getting shots then you're going to get your kit and then you're going back to back and you're done i'm like okay whatever so we went and got shots yeah. and then they go okay well you can't get boots today and i was like well do i just have black boots and they're like no 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 like we don't make them for your size so you have an appointment you need to go <laughs> to some shoe place and then they, so arguably I got like, I got Gucci ass boots. <laughs> um, I got to go to this place and I put my foot in this amazing gel. Oh, yes. And they made oh flipping boots to fit me. Yeah. And I got two pair and they felt like I was walking on a cloud. Wow. How nice that is. No black Cadillacs for me. Oh, yeah. They can be painful. Those things are rough. Yeah. Unless you get a, unless you, did you guys ever, well, did you ever have anybody in your unit ask if you can, what they can wear like the SWAT boots? Yeah, uh, they've eased up a wee bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you'll have your allowance or points. and uh, But yeah, as long as it fits within and either yeah. tan or... But yeah, they've they've lightened up a bit. So oh, okay. uh, from that aspect, about the only thing. Because they were... I was just going to say, because when I was in, they mm-hmm. were... And basic and training and all of that, obviously, no chance in hell you're wearing that you're wearing issued and it's yeah. going to hurt and you're going to yeah. love it. And then um, when I got to regiment, I remember it was just being spoken about. They were just starting to have that conversation if it'd be okay if we could wear SWAT boots or if we could uh, wear our tan boots early mm-hmm. if we were getting ready to kind of break stuff in. Yeah. And then they kind of like, it was too close to deployment. So they were just kind of like, just wear your tan boots. But after that, I, I knew a lot of people that end up wearing them. Um, no issue and no problem. I wish I would have invested in those. Now you can oh wear either God. or. Yeah. Uh, my, you know, my son just uh, signed up uh, as uh, a gunner and he's oh you know, working his way through. But he had to still wear those old as hard. Reservist ass- or reg? Uh, reservist, yeah. Okay. And so he's just getting ready for to go through his DP1. And you can't wear the fancier, nicer no. boots. You're going to feel that pain. Yeah, you need to feel the pain. You need to feel the pain. He got passed down. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Yeah, but at Poor least those guy. are passed down. But those are like, you got you to gotta wear them. You need to hurt in them. You yeah. need to bleed in them. That's you need right. to hate your life and in them. Ta- that is so true. The amount of blisters and the skin oh, peeling no, off. No, 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 no. I, I guess that's part of the training. I don't know. I, I, have it, I have it in my book. I tore... 
the top of my heel all the way down yep. and the bottom of all off on our last ruck march and i remember it was like i think it was no more than a week or week and a half before we were graduating like uh it was dp it was in french so uh bmq dp S, sq and dp1 it was dp1 yeah and that's when we were doing dry runs on the guns oh yes yes yeah so I went to the hospital and they, they like, they're like, well, you can't put boots on or like yeah. running shoes. So you're going to have to be recourse. And I was like, I'm not doing this again. I'm not doing the, the oh, rock God, marches yeah. again. I already did them. I carried the guy. I did the guy thing. I'm going to dig. I'm done the digging. I'm done. And so oh. I did it faster than a lot. So I suck it. I'm not doing it again. And so they're like, okay, well, what do we have left of your DP one to learn? And so my sergeant went through and was kind of like, okay, we're just doing dry runs on the gun at the base mm -hmm. so can you wear flip-flops and the guy's like yeah she could wear flip-flops so <laughs> I, it gets al this gets so worried oh so my much god oh i wait <clears throat> so they let me wear flip-flops for a week while on the guns the most embarrassing part of my entire life was having to walk into a mess hall in full uniform but you know the military pant you know how they have yeah, the inside pant absolutely what are you supposed to do with that when you don't have anything to tuck it into well that's you re-roll it again and they kind of ride with you but but you i had flip-flops al yeah. i had this show yeah oh god i, I couldn't and you're so right. i had to walk in flip-flops do you know how degrading that sounds when you're in marching yeah, order yeah you get that ghost what ghost what right. and all <laughs> instead of that heel heel it's i sounded oh. like a duck and it was the worst but i the the benefit is i didn't get recoursed so i got to graduate and then that's when i got told i was getting deployed should. So. the pain is fierce so oh, you earned yeah, it just in burned. pain it, it it's awful yeah i thought i was gonna it's so stupid because you it's only a it's a, a layer of skin so you're like okay it can't be that bad but your nerves every single time because yes. the thing they taught well they taught us uh in our unit was Two pair of socks to like, for some reason, like friction or some oh, yeah, bullshit. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. Try it. I've it's heard not. different theories. Tape uh, your feet. Did yeah. you, do you hear that too? Yeah. No, I've yeah. The same thing on taping. I've yeah. heard so many theories. I mean, here, how lucky I'm as an honorary. I get to meet at the other end. Yeah. Right totally along do. with the CEO and then we're there. Yeah. Talk about guilt feeling, you know? You're like, wait, Jesus. you didn't have blisters on your feet. You're like, I wore Gucci shoes. <laughs> I don't need them. Oh, I'm an God. honorary. I don't <laughs> wear those. But, you know, talk about wanting to with oh. other than it won't allow. And oh, my God. Well, you don't need so. to do that. There's no reason. There's no rhyme or reason that you need to hurt yourself for to, to do that. Sometimes I need to feel the pain to know I've, how they I, feel it so I can be able to help better. So. I know. I know you can. But I can tell you right now, until half of your foot's gone, you can't feel the pain. Yeah, God. You're right. It's actually numb until it starts getting, oh, it's awful. I don't You know, it, it was fine when yeah. I, like, when you're walking, you're like, the nerves are numb. Yes. And you're like, I'm just just done so like just get my boot off but you take the boot off and then the, the the painful part is when they go to you oh you think you're done hell week oh yeah <laughs> put your shit back on yeah get outside we're going for a jog okay. with full kit and then you go to put your boot back on you oh, can't get your foot God. in your boot i couldn't no i i actually couldn't and that's when they said okay it's go, raw go. it's raw when you even couldn't. you couldn't even get in nope it couldn't swelled the moment you took it out immediate boom. yeah it was it was <laughs> I it get it. It was so embarrassing. It was so embarrassing. Oh, my God. But I didn't get recourse, so I was happy with that. Good. So that was all that mattered to me. You but that was it was a moment in time I'm not proud of. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm not. Really. Yeah. You know what I need to get, though? Yeah. And maybe you can help me out with this, because I totally, I can't even believe I'm admitting this. I don't even know where I would get this. So, you know how we have our lovely name tags that are Velcro? Mm-hmm. Do I have to go to a QM to get a new one, No, maybe? not at all. No. Okay. Because yep. I want, I have for my dress uniform. Mm-hmm. I have my maiden name. Sure. Okay. I'm a married woman now, Al. Wow. Yeah, I know. Shocker, right? Somebody well, you, married you, this. God almighty. Oh and get this. Somebody dated Oh, I only this? see your right hand on the table. Oh, oh yeah. there it is. Now the left hand hey. comes out. Wow. He yeah. really loves you. Look at that I know. Rock. I don't, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, right? Right? That's what's up. So, but here's the thing. He met me for a very, like, I think it was like a week before and then I deployed. Mm -hmm. So he really has only ever known like a very minimal of like pre, pre, cuckoo. And then he decided he was going to date me all through all of that. Mm -hmm. So I think he likes crazy. 
So wow. I'm fine with that because clearly it's been working out. So that's, well, we'll you know, take as it. long as you're happy and you know you get the high and the lows, but at the end of the day, you yes. have each other. Exactly, and, and that's, that's it. key. As long as we're not hitting each other, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, though. My God. Well, you've been married some decades. Thirty-nine now. years. Cheese and rice. Same gal, only gal. Omg. Yeah. That's unheard of for most uh, of the yeah, younger generation. Yeah, I met her when she was around sixteen. That's illegal. And I was, I know, I was eighteen, so I oh, guess we're both illegal. Borderline. Borderline. Eight, yeah, somewhere in there. Eight, yeah, eighteen, nineteen, somewhere right in there. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's incredible, though. Yeah, oh long, God. long time. Yeah, we've been through it all. Trust me. Talk about high and lows. They weren't molehills. They were cliffhangers. And, yeah, well, that's what and happens though. If sometimes you, if you I felt around. like I was on Kilimanjaro. It was so okay. high from the ups should, and downs. You should feel that sometimes. God. But a good marriage, a good marriage always yeah, finds you just, its way through. You find your way. You work it out. Uh, you know, and uh, you have to work with it. And you know, especially if you're struggling. And hence, we see a lot of our first responders, and especially our Canadian Forces members, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, struggles, and hence it triggers, you know, your post-traumatic stress and all yeah. the things that go. So it's about working it out if you can. Do your best. Not everything always works, but mm-hmm. as long as you try and you have the support, or you know, goodness, uh, even here we are at Honor House, uh, we've helped bring things back together because you know mm-hmm. sometimes it's something that takes place with a member and then that spouse shows up yeah. and you find out how the reconnection starts so mm-hmm. we've even helped not only mend uh, uh the I physical know. part but we've helped amend the, the family s- unit too. family part too and that's really nice and when you see it well, really at the end of the day uh you know if you don't have each other what have you got right well, and what's the point of the military family we got it all and i was just talking about this yesterday and you know part of the veteran affairs and that you know i i, I one of my big notes was how special I feel every day to know that, again, I say it as a wannabe, but to be able to be part of these soldiers every day and to help and look after the best way I can and to know that they're there for you, it is, you can't explain that feeling. No, it you is can. unbelievable. It is. It's a different mission you know? in life. It's just it a, it's a, it's a mission, but it's a different, it's a, it's just a different mission in life because you have to put yeah. more than just your actions behind it. You actually have to put your, your emotions behind it, your heart behind it, or it, it won't resonate through and it, it just won't work. Yeah. And I, yeah, it is. And you know, they, they're, they're not uh, sissy about it. They, you know, sometimes they're, they're hard on you, but it's because they care and they're doing it in their way. But at the end of the day, uh, talk about rush. I mean, it's just, you just feel so good to know that you could help someone and be there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they find you, you're down and they're there. And That's right. It's, it's, a, it's phenomenal. I know. They're there it unconditionally. It doesn't matter where you are. You've created, uh, you've created a community out of this place. And, uh, it's like, like you said, it's, it's when someone's there, they could be there temporary, but they could be there on our house. I mean, you've had people stay. Oh yeah. Yeah. For quite amount of time. Yeah without having to pay anything no it, it saves many families in some cases tens of thousands oh, but yeah. every time they come out for three or four days pre-covid in that uh food and it's even then kelsey you go you know if somebody's going to the hospital he or she or their little one at children's yep. and they're coming from up north or any part of the province or from the island uh you know on a military salary if you're on a lower rank especially it's oh, God. tough and so <laughs> you're, you're dropping two to three hundred a night you're there three nights and it's the food and this and not only that but he or she goes back to their hotel room. Why did this happen? It was my fault. Who, what, this shouldn't. Have. Yeah. It's tough and they're on their own. You come mm-hmm. to Honor House, you have other families you're to surrounded. support you. They don't get into a lot. They can tell if you, but they're just kind of yeah. there. Hey, I'm making some tea at 10 at night. Do you want a cup of tea? Sit. Yeah. Sometimes you both sit there. I watch it. You don't even Nobody look. Nobody says anything. You don't need to. And then you just get up and you go back to your room and say goodnight. And they just, you can tell when I'm off the side mm-hmm. doing some signing this stuff yeah. and they just go off and then you can just feel they feel better even though they were there it's amazing because somebody else was in the room with them yep. to, to just fill so, that that void of just emptiness and silence and yeah. that is often all that you need that it, is it's really all that you need seen it time and time again and it, again it's just nice to know that we can offer that or just you're, unconditionally be there for them and and they deserve it you're doing so, it yeah it's, it and feels it's, good it's well i'll i'm I'm really beyond grateful to have you on, have had you on our show and, and Thank be you. here to, to talk about these issues. Um, but in the way that you do and in the way that you serve and the time, my God, the time that you put into this and it's not even your full time. Like, it's, no, it's hard on the day job, but it's, it's okay. Uh, yeah. I feel like I don't know. Day, I have one. I forgot. Oh I my know, God. I know. I yeah. feel like, I feel like if the people that you work for ha- that have a day job have issues with this, they can come have a conversation with me because they should have no issue with how great of a human you are and understanding with that. Um, I just, 
I want to continue spreading your message. Thank I want you. to continue letting people know that they can donate, that they can be a part of the membership program. More importantly, mm -hmm. if they need help. If they need That's help. All. The rest, I, know. I can keep the thing moving along. I know along. you can, love. But I'll it's do whatever it takes. It it's is. important for our viewers, though, to know. Like A lot of people feel that, that need and want. Like When they talk to you, Al, and they get inspired by you, they want to help. And if they can't be so local, kind. if they yeah. can't be local, that's a way they can definitely that's help. That's very kind of them. And, mm -hmm, and, and mm -hmm. you know, uh, 99.8 cents goes directly to it's help keep this house running. And see the books. And uh, uh, I feel good about that because and the volunteerism should. is strong and they're there for just, it's, it's amazing how they just need to know that we are here for you know, all our first responders, our Canadian forces, and or their families, if they need help, That's and right. we're not, you know, we try to turn every stone, but we we're missing some. So your listeners, your viewers, if they catch this uh, message, uh, just all, if anything, just let people know that mm -hmm. uh, we're here for them unconditionally, and we will, and we can, we will continue to do that, and all of our partners that work with us on these projects and on these, you know, on our pieces and everything like that, we will continue to talk about you. We will continue to donate to you and support you in any way that we can, and I know our listeners will as well um is there anything else i missed al that you would love to talk about no i just said uh, you know what i missed i missed seeing you it's been so, quite a little while i don't Kelsey. know and I after know. connecting and seeing you coming in uh today to the studio and just having a chance to see you uh really put an extra uh step uh in my foot to move along Good. and Good. uh get ready to move on to halifax then oh get to Ottawa, gosh. then get to toronto it's gonna and be we're great. gonna start helping families across this country you're damn right we are al yeah Thank you so much Thanks. for being here, Al. Thanks for having me. And everyone, uh, take a listen to our charities after this, and we will see you all next week. At the end of every episode of the Brass and Unity podcast, I will be featuring an incredible charity that is actually doing the hard work uh, that I am trying to fund so much so. So at this episode of the podcast, I am going to talk about Honor House briefly. It's in British Columbia, Canada, and it is a home away from home and a place of recovery for those in the Canadian Armed Forces, emergency service personnel, and vets and their families. If you are looking for somewhere to donate or place any of your money, Honor House is the perfect place for it. Do yourself a favor, take a look at honorhouse.ca, and we'll see you all at the next episode.